0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tribune Audio Network. And now, The
1: Score. Upcoming Friday night football matchups and breakdowns from the previous week. Here's what's happening in the Quad Cities high school sports scene. Welcome to your score podcast, week three of the high school football season, Iowa edition, Monday night, a little Monday night football for a podcast. Brian Stocking, Corey Cuffler, Matt Randazzo, Greg Armstrong is MIA once again. We miss Greg. Come back, Greg. We love Greg. But Greg's busy being a dad tonight, so we understand that he was doing been doing great with our Score Instant React podcast. We want to thank you guys for listening to those. Obviously gotten some really good reaction, some really good numbers for uh Bunch of guys sitting around a podcast studio at midnight talking about <laughs> high school football. But yeah, cons-
0: concerning it wasn't up and on the uh, web until after midnight. Yeah, uh, to have like, almost 130 downloads—that's that's awesome. Thanks, yeah. guys. So we appreciate yeah. it. Thank
1: you guys for listening. Any feedback that you guys have, please let us know. Especially in the Iowa side, where uh, Brian Stocking is more beloved than ever before. <laughs>
0: well, but, you especially know, in the
1: Davenport school district. Here's
0: the
2: thing with Iowa, Iowa State this weekend. You know, you listen, you can uh, while you're after game day and waiting for the game to kick off four hours later. You can listen to us. Yeah, you Wh- can. Why don't you just listen to it on the way up well, to uh, Up to Ames. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. That's but what
2: people should do. So make sure you guys, when you're
1: on your way to Ames to watch the football game, make sure you download the uh, instant podcast that we have, the
2: instant reacts podcast. Yeah, you you listen have. to it on the way, and then you can talk about it and listen while you're waiting for the game and, you know, get double, you know, double the coverage. There you go. We love it, Stock. Um, a Fun
1: week, week two of the high school football season in Iowa. And I think the big headlines, I think there was two big ones, and then a lot of little, I mean, a lot of headlines, but the two things that popped out to me the most, and we're going to start with North Scott, because I thought they were the most impressive team week one of the high school football season in the Iowa side, and I don't, they didn't do anything to change my mind <laughs> week two. They go to Brady Street Stadium, and that was 35 Donut. That was a... A a and quick too. I got to the game probably about four minutes to go in the first quarter. It was no score, and I left probably halfway through the second quarter. And it was twenty one nothing. It came quickly. Um, great job running the football. Quint Allison doing a great job. Nate Link doing a good job running the football a little bit, but then playing defense and blocking punts and doing everything else. Um, Jake Mathias runs a really good system, doing a good job at quarterback. And that defense, we're not going to talk enough about, but they pitched a shutout against Iowa City West week one, and last week they gave up two touchdowns late to Davenport Central, but for the most part, they had that game in control. Um, all around, team-wise,
0: North Scott has been extremely impressive on the Iowa side of the river. Probably one of the most complete teams out there, obviously. Uh, we know Bettendorf's obviously really good, too, but uh, what are they? Uh, North Scott's ranked fourth, I believe, yeah, third. Uh, they might even move up to I don't to know 30. what they changed today or not. But yeah, I, don't know. I haven't seen the, the latest rankings, but yeah, what a complete team that is. Um, and you mentioned Jake Mathias. Uh, how about a quarterback rating? for week two of 233.4. That's not bad. Six, six, <laughs> six for six, um, 56 yards, he had a touchdown to um, Ty Anderson. So, yeah, this, this, and this is a well-rounded team as far as offensively goes. And like you said, we we don't touch on how good that defense is, but to shut Marcus Morgan down a week one to go 35-0, probably before you get your subs into the game against Davenport Central, Wow, Kevin Tippett's doing something right out there, and and the boys are playing really well for him right now.
2: Yeah, they really took it to Central. Where did they take him, Stock? uh, They took him behind the woodshed. Oh, yes. (laughs) Um, It was 35-0 running clock to start the second half. Central got out of the running clock by scoring a a couple of touchdowns. You know, the North Scouts only allowed three touchdowns, one in Week 1 against Iowa City West, two last week. Um, in the second half, I mean, North Scott's defense has been totally impressive, and these this is against four A teams, and North Scott's a three is according to the state a three A school, and this so this is really impressive that they're doing it to four A. Why do you have to preference
1: that according I'm to the not,
2: state? Uh, because I I've always thought of North Scott is a four A school because they were in the MAC for so many years. Yeah, but they were I, playing against
1: bigger competition.
2: I thought I've always thought they were a four sure. A school, and you know then the state dropped him down to 3a and i think some people still think of them like i do as gotcha. a 4a school so i just want, i'm not trying to downgrade so them or they anything. may they no, may be you, one I of the you.
0: bigger 3a schools but either way it doesn't matter yeah. i mean they're playing in the proper conference yeah. here, but, and you and you mentioned uh, that defense they had a, what an interception and a fumble recovery Nate Link had one for a touchdown yeah. so yeah. a, a and great a s- punt. and a great start for them so And now this week they welcome Pleasant Valley,
1: who's 0-2 in the season, obviously lost to Bettendorf. And the Bettendorf game looks a lot more, we're going to talk about the Bulldogs a lot in a second, but that looks more impressive what Pleasant Valley did to that and that week because they only lost by 14, and Bettendorf absolutely destroyed Iowa City West, which we'll talk at length about in a second. But Pleasant Valley 0-2 in the season, kind of like last year where they stumbled out of the starts, but losing to another really good team at home, Cedar Rapids Prairie, right? Was it yeah, Prairie Drifters? They Prairie? lost to Prairie, thirteen to 13 seven. To seven and had a so, chance late to win it. Yeah. So I mean, boy, that's going to be a team that we kind of talked about last week and the week before. It that's going to get better throughout the season. They got to get <laughs> a lot better quickly. Because that's a tough test to go up to North Scott on Friday. Can I
0: can I just say this game excites me probably the most on the Iowa side because the last couple of years, it's, oh, it's, it's, always it's, great. It's, it's come down to, what was it, two years ago it came down the to the very last a, a play, very of, the last play yeah. of the game. Last year was another, another great. So can we just fast forward this game right to the fourth quarter and just yeah. play from the fourth quarter no, on? It, this should be a fun game on Friday night. It, well,
2: it's rivalry night in Iowa like it is in Illinois, and this is one of those rivalry games, Pleasant Valley-North Scott, you could make a case that historically maybe that this, these this that this is Pleasant Valley's biggest rival not named Bettendorf, because they played North Scott forever this the, I think th- according to my records this is their 49th this is their 40, uh, 40 50th so 50th this will be number 50 okay this is 50th uh, regular season meeting their golden meeting yep that PV's leads the series 27-21 with one tie uh, North Scott is 4-1 in the last 5 what Pleasant Valley? What killed Pleasant Valley against Prairie? They shot themselves in the foot. Three lost fumbles, all in Prairie territory, two in the Prairie in red zone, zone. Yeah, I was gonna say, and yeah. you know, one at the like the six yard line. And I mean, you know, you look at the stats. Ryan Mummy had 100 yards passing. Um, Caden Kipper um, Kipper had 133 yards rushing. That that's usually a recipe for Pleasant Valley to win, and it. And they only have 13 points on the season.
0: And here's the thing with that. Those two guys you mentioned, uh, Mummy and Kipper, they're only juniors. So are they getting up to game speed now because they had so many guys to replace? So when you're getting juniors doing that well early on in the season, that, that can only bode well for Pleasant Valley as they go on. A tough task for them this week, though. I mean, North Scott is, is no joke. And uh, I'm sure Rusty and uh, his coaching staff has have their hands full, and they're going to put a game plan together to try to do the best they can. If PV loses, it will be the second. St-
2: if PV loses, it's the second straight year they're zero and three. Yeah, and last year, they made, the, but last and year they, they made the playoffs. They made the yeah, playoffs. That so. was last year. That was a different district than now because I don't. I think maybe if outside the district champ, they may not get another team in the playoffs.
0: Still, th- to me, because of RPI this week. Still, it well, we didn't.
1: Well, didn't we think this? I'm sorry, Cuff. Didn't we think this? This district was going to get three teams in.
0: I think so. I thought, at the beginning of the year, I think we did. Yeah, but, but I
2: thought you just got done saying that there might not get any in besides the district champion. Because you look at the district right now, North's 1-1, Linmar's 1-1, City's 0 I see 0-2. what you're saying. We thought that City West is 0-2. But it hasn't 2. been a good season.
0: TV's 0-2, Muscatine's 0-2. No, I get that. But I see here, what you're saying. But, here, but you. here's the thing. It's one of those things where do these games count? Yes. Win-loss record, they count. Does it count towards RPI come the end of the year? Yes, that counts. Win your district. These first three games are, are pretty much a primer for your district. If you go into district play 0 and 3 and and go undefeated in district, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you get of, you got to get a new start.
1: And I understand. I do like the change they do with the RPI and making these games mean a they, little something. Right. But you're right, Cuff. You can go 0 and 3 in the season and then still say forget it. the Illinois side. You can't do that. I mean, you can't. I mean, it's you can still run the table and still get in the playoffs. They get all that, but it's a lot tougher to do. On the Illinois side last year,
2: side. PV started off one and four, finished five and four. They were the only five and four team in the state to make the playoffs because it was of their RPI built up early. They may right. not that and built through and the, it, w- and their wins at the end of the season. I don't know if that's going to happen again this year. I don't we'll see we'll see a lot. Of, I don't it's see it's only week three, you know, four teams going into the last week of the season with playoff aspirations. A lot more. Um, let's move on to Bentendorf <laughs> and talk a little bit about the Bulldogs and.
1: They were they were good in week one, and they did a great job going on the road and being Pleasant Valley. They were absolutely dominant up in Iowa City West. I mean, absolutely dominant. Um, Harrison Bay Bowie. Clock on him. Harrison Bay is seven touchdowns, I think, in the first oh, two yes. weeks of the season. Um, I think the rest of the state's starting to get get word of that and get. that I means starting to get more attention and, and and all those kind of things. I mean, he was impressive from the start against Iowa City West. You looked up and you saw it was. You know, seven nothing. The next thing you know you looked up, it was twenty eight nothing. And I mean, that was just a, a complete dominant performance. And what we'll talk about is is Bay Bowie in the offense and scoring all those points. That Bentendorf defense has been great. What was the final score of that game? 42-15. That bet, so late touchdowns, but besides right. that, they don't give up a touchdown against Pleasant Valley, and then they give up a late garbage touchdown or two against Iowa
2: City they, West. They had marine Clock. Yeah. At the start of the second half.
1: So I mean that's I mean we'll talk about Harrison Bay Bowie and that'll be the focus and the, the the offense and all that kind of stuff, but that defense is good. Griffin, Liddell, and company are really good, and this is coming together, and this is a team that I believe is going to continue to get better throughout the season because they're just trying to figure themselves out. It's a different, such a different look than last year. I think the talent is just as good as last year, but it's just trying to figure out how good this team really is, and I think we're going to continue to do that. This week they host Hempstead, Hempstead, which should be – Uh, An easier victory for Bettendorf, especially at Tuval
0: Stadium, before another huge showdown next week
1: at home against Cedar Falls. Yeah, and this
0: is the home opener for Bettendorf. You mentioned that defense, three sacks on the defensive side of the ball, Um, two interceptions and a fumble uh, recovery. So that just goes to show right there, whatever the offense is going to do, the defense is like, you know what, we can handle our side of the ball. You just keep doing what you do. And you mentioned Babe Bowie, 230 yards on the ground. He averaged 11 yards per carry. Yeah, that's pretty darn impressive in four touchdowns in the first half.
2: Also for Bay Bowie, three hundred and fifty rushing yards on the over three hundred fifty rushing yards, and we're only through two weeks of the seven season. Seven touchdowns, guys. Yeah, yeah, seven touchdowns. And here's the other thing: when you look, AJ Douglas had a big game, eighty-one yards receiving, two, a touchdown. Joe Byrne had some seventy-six yards passing, a touchdown. That helps. All you know, Grant. A lot of teams are probably focusing on Bay Bowie. But you can't just focus on him because if you do, AJ Douglas, uh, burn to Douglas is going to burn you also. See what he did. Burn, burn to, to Douglas, Douglas is going to burn. You. Gosh,
1: man, alive! You should write script. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, that's a a Two Stadium home opener for the Bent Bulldogs, and t- first of two straight big ones for them. I don't even know if they they might play their three straight. I don't. I think but but, I think no, right now. Home. But I think next right week, now Cedar Falls is going to be really right. fun.
2: Right now. They're the best team in the state, and that Cedar Falls game, they lost that game last year. They felt maybe that there was some that they sort of had it taken from them. Uh, that's that's going to be a that's a red letter game for
0: them. I'm not going to downplay Butendorf here. They're a really good team, but I'm not going to put them as the best team in the state until somebody beats Dowling. You don't. Somebody win. did. Valley did. But. Th- Okay, they have won seven straight state yeah, titles. I think he though. means oh, when, it I, when, I'm, when it counts the most. Until somebody beats Dalian, until when somebody it beats the king. Yes. Yes. Uh, now, Bettendorf are they in the conversation? Absolutely. They get to the dome every year, so yeah, they are one of the best teams in the state. I wouldn't say the best team yet. It's time. <laughs> time for the Davenport schools. Davenport. We, we need a, we should find Davenport. some kind of special intro for this, just for uh, <laughs> just for the podcast, especially this game.
1: Stockpile. It's like your oldest son versus your second oldest son. <laughs> well, third, <Battle>.
0: <laughs>
2: or third. I don't know, but your kids are this, battling. This
0: Central and North. Central, Central and North. North. This is Central. rivalry
2: game number one, Bat- round one in the three-round battle of ba- of Davenport. These two schools <laughs> do not like each other. They're Should we 40- just? Can Cuff and I like, go no, get something? We'll, some we'll drink be back or in like three or four like, minutes. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, are, are you kidding me? They Ten to twelve minutes. They are forty-two <laughs> blocks apart.
0: Have you have you marked they're this 42 off? Forty-two blocks you, apart. How do you know this?
2: Because Central's at eleven thirty is at like eleven thirty Main Street, and North is at like six thirty-six West Fifty-third. So they're like forty-two and blocks apart. Fifty-three minus eleven. I see what you did.
0: Okay, I see what you're saying.
2: Yeah. So you know. Give or take a city block or two, you know, but
1: like, well, how many blocks are in a mile? 12? I don't know that. Yeah, 12 blocks are in a mile. We, we never learned that at Riverdale. I did. Oh,
2: well, gee, <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to talk no, about I'm the education out there. Come on. Yeah. Um, but these uh, two schools do not, there's, and it, it's not just in one sport, it's in a lot of sports w- that they don't like each other. And it's not just the players, it's the fans. Can we just for a second before we it's get a-
1: into the nonsense of a football game. Which one of these student sections will have a Brian Head fat he- Brian, Brian, head. Stocking. Brian stocking Brian yeah. stacking fathead? Well,
2: last year North did. So, is that why they're your favorite? I didn't say they were my favorite. I have three favorite favorites. He,
0: he he mentioned the it's four miles, four miles separate yeah. these two schools. So that that makes it fun yeah. too. <laughs> and and both schools have a visceral Vis- dislike. Visceral? Can you explain? we get that? the
2: hatred. Let's talk football. Um, North
1: fell on the road last week. Um, comes back from their two trips to Dubuque, one and one of the season. Obviously, you want to be two and, o, I think one and one is fine. I think that's that they'll, they'll take that. um they wanted to be two and o, I get that. Um, they get a home opener, and this game, for me, stockpile, reminds me of what happened last year. North was in a high. They were playing great football. They went into brady street stadium. they got they got their butts kicked by Central. Yeah. Um, they don't forget that. A lot of these same same kids were back from last year. They remember that that game very well. Um what changes this year? Well, both Or does it
2: change this year? Well, both of these teams come in with a similar MO. You look at what Central they won with 37 seconds left on the road in week 1, come from behind to beat Muscatine. North scores with 3 seconds left to come from behind and beat Hempstead on the road last week. Central got absolutely buzzsawed by North Scott. Um North last week uh, up at Senior got buzzsawed. The offense really struggled. They had five interceptions. Um, Logan, one of the senior players, I, for, I don't have the name on top of my head, had four interceptions. Logan uh, Flanagan had four interceptions uh, for Walhart. You cannot do that, I mean, for senior, you cannot do that and win a game. So North has got to figure out not to throw the ball to the other team. Central's got to figure out how to not come completely undone because, uh, like you said, it was fourteen. No, it's, 14 a, it, no, it's and all okay. If you come
0: unhinged, that's a good thing nowadays. You want to go unhinged?
2: Yeah. Not not <laughs> when you're down. Not when it goes from fourteen to thirty-five in a blink of an eye. <laughs> um, what change? What, what happens in this game, Stackbow? It's well, it's, for North, it's their home opener, so I think they're going to come out with a lot of. For Central, it's at their home stadium, but yeah, I <laughs> right. <don't know>. <laughs> but <laughs> I think both teams are. It, th- this game is going <laughs> to be determined by not only who comes out with the most fire. But who comes out more disciplined in regards to isn't penalties? turnovers the and, key to this game and turn and does not turn the ball over
1: because Central turned it over a few times last week. Um, Whoever wins give it away, take away, will win the game, right? End. I mean, that's honestly no, because absolutely. And, and North 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 struggles this year have seemed to be self inflicted wounds. Central they hurt themselves last week. I don't know if they win the game even if they don't hurt themselves, but so you can't do that at all. Um, I the, the more disciplined team, the better football team that plays. I wouldn't worry about the opponent. They play their best football. They're going to win that game. What team is that stockpile?
2: Well, I've liked it. You know, you look at the history. Into the microphone. You look at the history. The last time North scored as a home team in the series was 2009.
0: So they didn't score last year? No, they were not the home team last year. Oh, they were not the home team. Gotcha. Okay. Um, How many
2: times have they been the home team and they've not scored? They've been the last time they scored as a home team was two thousand nine. So how four. many times have they four. been four shut out? Four straight. Wow. So, yeah. As shut the home out team, four
1: times as the home team.
2: Yes, they last scored in two thousand nine. They've been shut out nine times in the series. They were shut out last year. What no, they the were not. They were the visitors last they year. They were those so. no visitors. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what was what was the score? 42-15. That's what
0: makes it so difficult. It's because same they're stadium, playing stadium, the Same stadium. So you just don't and know who on the home side
2: of the field. It's not like they switch. Right. But one you know, one side gets called a coin toss. I mean. Oh, that's obviously the huge but deal. <laughs> no, but what was the final <laughs> score last year? I can't remember. 42-15. 42-15, yeah. 15. I'm going to say that this game is very important for both teams. I think it's honestly a playoff game. No, pick it's a not. winner. No, it's well, not.
0: Pick a winner. It's not a playoff game, but go ahead.
2: I am going to say it's week three of the high school that North is going to win 23-22.
0: Why do you hate Central? I
2: don't hate Central.
0: Wow. Wow. And see, and I like Coach Sacco. He's a I really, do, too. He's a, really he's a good, good dude. Coach. I mean, I can't believe you and, do that to him. And <laughs> his whole thing with his team was he didn't care if they won or lost the game, as long as they played clean. And they they haven't. They did week one, and you saw what happened, and they didn't week two. And they didn't week two, and you saw what happened. So again, you mentioned turnovers, you mentioned penalties. It's that discipline that he's looking for out of his team this week to see how they bounce back after a very tough loss to North Scott, But, but a loss that... Man, many teams are going to get that loss to North Scott yeah. this year. No,
1: I mean, I don't think that the, it's the end of the world for Central. I can see them bouncing back pretty well, and North needs this football game. So um, I don't know if it's a must-win because you get overly dramatic over their stack pile. But, I
2: look at RPI. and
0: Yeah, you, know, you still you, got you, six weeks left to if play. If you don't
2: win your district, RPI is yeah. important. But and if they, if six they and three, if, 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 may if, not get you in. If North loses this game and then they win their district, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but they got to win the district, and that's not an easy task. But they could, even though they could win. Even this though, though game there are four teams that are zero and two they in that could, district,
1: they could win this game and go two and
2: three in their district, and it doesn't matter. Right. That's true, but uh, so we're looking. We, we're, we're right now looking I at know, week three and projecting out. Not, you know. Okay. All uh, right. Okay. So and, and you call me a negative Nelly. So you <laughs> think that Central's going to lose by a
1: point? It's going to be close. But do you think that the, where are you at this week? I was at Central today. Oh no.
0: Uh-oh. Where are you tomorrow? I don't know yet.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> <gonna start> pre- <laughs> you, Central. Better be,
0: you better be at West or North the rest of the week, <laughs> The man.
1: headline when you post this cuff should say, Week 3 Podcast, Why Brian Stack <laughs> Hates Central. I don't hate Central. <laughs> I don't hate North. I don't hate I West. I know. I'm just giving you hard time. Let's move I on. just
2: think that North's got just a little bit better this year.
1: Um, let's look at the um, other Davenport
2: public school, Davenport West. 2-0 in the season? 2-0 on the season. They have... Uh, Done everything that you need to do to win. They just win, baby. <laughs> they had how many how many penalties did was in that game last week? Thirty. 19 by Clinton won the penalty battle nineteen to eleven. <laughs> Devonport West, West had eleven penalties and they still won a football game. By twelve points. Nineteen to seven. They almost shut him out.
1: They can't do that this week and be anywhere no. in the no, ball, they, they, I mean, they can't, They'll get blown out of the city. They cannot <laughs> They can the No, like they'll be, like all of a sudden they'll just be whooshed <laughs> back
2: to Davenport. From, 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 all all <laughs> from the way from Muscatine. Yeah. Um, yeah, they cannot, you can't win, you can't, you don't win many games when you make 11 penalties. And a lot of them not, not physical penalties. And by what I mean by mental that is errors, false right. starts, yeah, 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 off, you lineup
0: off sides. And, and, and to me, those things, those shouldn't happen. I mean, you were in the huddle, right? Did you listen to what the snap count was? Then it shouldn't happen. You remember the snap the, counts. Those little things shouldn't happen. And those are the things that drive coaches crazy. And I know Justin Peters is just pulling his hair out over there, going, "What am I doing wrong? I can't be in the huddle. I can't hold your hand. I can't do this for you." They have to get that corrected themselves. They have to be accountable to themselves to not have those little things yeah, happen. Those, I know those, those penalties. I can't.
2: I, you know, I don't mind, you know, personal fouls and that because those, those are those are physical penalties. Maybe even a pass interference because you're trying to deny a score but you're talking like false starts, lineup offsides, illegal motions, illegal formations, holding. Those are lazy penalties in my uh, uh, my view. You get too many of those you're going to lose because in the NFL you look at like in the 70s, who are the two most penalized teams in football? I who knows? Know. I, know. I don't know. What I anybody hear? know that? <laughs> the Oakland Raiders you. and Pittsburgh Steelers. And they won more Super Bowls than, you know, they won five Super Bowls in that decade. Okay. Penalties don't kill you if they're of the physical kind, and you don't All get right, them at the wrong time. You how lose about with
0: lazy penalties. Let's move on to Muscatine. <laughs> let's, get you, let's get you off wax. <laughs> Where in the let's world you did you that go? West. Man.
2: Who had the most
0: penalties Tangents.
2: in the 70s? Is
1: that what you said? The Raiders yeah. and
2: the Steelers, year in and year out. Had the most. Yes.
0: And they, and they still won. Wow.
1: He knows okay. how many, what teams 50 years ago had the I've most penalties. You were a, amazing.
0: Uh, 40 years ago, whatever, yeah. Okay,
1: yeah, four so years anyway, ahead. Davenport or Muscatine. Yeah, Muscatine. If there's a must win out there, Woo, it might they, be this they one. They need one. Um, they they fall in their opener to Central and 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 almost came back and won. And then they went on the road last week to a good Jefferson team and lost on the road 23 to six. And a lot of high powered offense in this team, things that we were really excited about. It showed week one, it did not show last week. Um, we'll see Except if they for can, Tim Nimley, yeah, we will see if they can get people back on track and everything.
2: But Tim Nimley is worth the price of admission. He had 210 yards. I think he had something like 150 or 160 in the first half, and then uh, Zach Hardy had 47 yards receiving. The thing that has held Muscatine back has been inconsistent play at the quarterback. Um, you know, we've talked about Rocky having two quarterbacks and doing well with it. Muscatine's trying to do two quarterbacks, but they can't get any consistency. At that position. So I think they might need to just settle on one quarterback and live and die with it.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, just, just pick one and go. And if it doesn't work, then if you have to switch after that, fine. But don't, this back and forth thing obviously is not working. Uh, and everybody knew going in, even, even uh, Coach Mueller knew going in that, hey, we got Tim Nimley, we need to run the ball. Yes, but he can't do it all. And that's what we've seen in the first two weeks. Is he's tried to do it all. I and mean, when, when you go, when you're over 200 yards and you only have one touchdown, that's. I mean, for,
2: he's run for over 330.
0: He's run for over 330 yards this season, and I think he has like just two scores. Right. When you have that, I mean, you've gone up and down the field. You should have at least three, minimum of three, when you've gone over 300 yards, right? Yeah. So something needs to get fixed there, and I think this is the week they get things fixed.
2: Well, but here's the thing: West against Clinton, outside of all the penalties. West ran for 239 yards, held Clinton to 47. And the question for West is, who's going to be taking snaps? They had five different kids take a snap. that's because they were just running that direct snap, and they ran. Peyton Thompson got hurt. Well, three guys got hurt is what happened. Tyrese Johnson left the game with an injury. um, And then uh, Cameron Carter left the game with an injury. So they were down to Isaiah uh, Schaefer-Houston taking snaps. And Will Travis, and who was a sophomore, right? And he was in the stands yeah. eating popcorn at the start of the game. And they said, hey, Will, you got to come down and get sued back up and play quarterback here for us in the fourth quarter.
1: So, That's uh, never you know, a I good think, solution. Who I, wins this game, Stockpile?
2: I'm going to go West.
1: Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Scrape <laughs> me up off the floor. I'm shocked. <laughs> 24-17. Can we bet a soda pop? No.
2: I'll take Muscatine. I don't, I don't bet. Just for fun. No, no I soda, don't bet. A soda pop. I don't bet.
1: So that West would be 3-0 and going into next week. And you
2: hate Central. We've already No, I don't hate Central. Central. So they could be, be four. Oh, wow. Well, they would play North. And the last Davenport public Woo. school team to start off 4 0 was West in nineteen eighty seven.
0: Okay.
1: Enough. Move right, on. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be done with the podcast after that.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, Clinton and Burlington play each other. I watched Clinton play last week and it's going to be a work in progress. Um, struggled off or struggled penalty-wise, struggled on offense. Uh, we know they're young, so give Clinton some time, and I think they'll make some strides this year. I don't know if we see it in the win col- win-loss column immediately, but I think they'll get better throughout the year. And Burlington's 0-2 as well, so
2: two teams needing a victory playing down at Bracewall Stadium. Burlington this year has been very proficient in scoring 20 points. They've done it twice. The only problem is they've given up 41 points tw- twice or more, so... They've got a. Their defense has got to get better. Their offense is not doing too bad. Brock Dangler is a is a very good has uh, shown flashes of being a very good quarterback. Their defense, though, has to get better for them to uh, get in the win column. Um, assumption. We forgot about maybe one of the best games of the week. The Thursday
1: night starter is Savior at Assumption. Assumption looks the part, guys. Um, Alabama's not not a team that you. That should lose too many games, 42 to nothing. and then they went up to Wallert and handled them easily. Now it's a Xavier team that's got all the tradition, all the all the pomp and circumstance with them. Really good way to start off the week. Thursday night battle at Brady Street Stadium, Davenport Assumption welcoming um, Cedar Rapids
0: Xavier to town. Assumptions just putting points on the board, 42 points in their first two games. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. We knew that they were going to be better. Man, they're really good. And that defense to only allow seven points in two weeks, they're just as good, too. So this one intrigues me. Xavier's been that team for Assumption over the past few years. When they've made the playoffs, is the team to knock them out of the playoffs. So let's see how Assumption handles this game. This is the one they've been looking – if there was a a game on their schedule they wanted to circle – when it came out, this is the one. Week three against Xavier. This this is going to be a fun Thursday night game.
2: Xavier is three and zero. Xavier is three and zero in the regular season against Assumption. They've only allowed thirteen points in those three meetings. Two and zero in the playoffs. So they've so they've never lost to him in five meetings. For Assumption, they're going to d- depend on Tyler Kohanic. Kohanic against Kohanic against uh, Alman did the damage on the ground. Against Wallert, he did the damage through the air. He threw for 155 yards, two touchdowns. Ran for 98 touchdowns. So yes, he did do some damage on the ground. Grant Simpson, 108 yards receiving for a touchdown. Th- they're, I think they're going to have to go back to the passing game uh, uh, to beat Xavier. Xavier is a very good team defensively. They took Regina to school, and they also won last week with ease.
0: Scoring early is key here for Assumption. Oh, yeah. They can't get down. If they get behind in this game, I don't, I don't know if they can come back. They've got to get a lead. They've got to get maybe even a two-touchdown lead in this game and, and try to then control the ball. Xavier's Xavier's a good team. This, this is going to be, again, this is going to be a fun game to watch. But
2: that's easier said than done to get no, a two-touchdown abso- abso-
0: lead abso- against absolutely. Xavier. And Xavier's a good team.
1: Also in 3A, Maquokada and Central Whit played last week, and they both have home games this week. Congratulations to Maquokada picking up that victory over their arch rivals up there. Really fun night for Kevin Bowman and his team, thanking him for going mic'd up with us. A lot of good stuff with that. A deal. Muhammad Ali action in his uh, in his pre- uh, pregame chat, so that was fun to see. Um, now they both get home games. Um, independence goes to Maquokada. Makokoda trying to avoid a letdown and then um, Wallert goes to Cedar, or to um, Central DeWitt. It'd be great to see Central DeWitt. They have a good opportunity to bounce back. Wallert's not very good football, not that good a football team. They got an opportunity to go back, um, get healthy, and get a victory at
2: home. You look at Makoka. Makoka has not beaten Independence in the era of district football, which started in 1992, their own three. But this is a Makoka team that is much better than what they've had in past years. You look at Cannon Coakley, 142 yards rushing. 72 yards passing, two touchdowns. Connor Becker had a huge game uh, with a rushing touchdown, a receiving touchdown. This Makokita team shut down DeWitt. They held DeWitt to just seven points, and they they didn't let Logan Paulson or Zach Hinkle, DeWitt's two big stars, score at all. This is, a Ma- this is a Maquoketa defense that is
0: scary. This could be one of their best teams in recent years. It may be one of their best teams, but they're going to have their hands full. Uh, 110 points scored in the first two weeks for Independence. Ooh. They've only given up 14. Uh, this is a high-powered offense that you mentioned that defense for Maquoketa. Man, they better be ready to go from kickoff because uh, Independence is, is going to come, and uh, they're going to bring a, a very tough game to Maquoketa.
1: Other games um, in 3A, Keokuk and West Burlington, Notre Dame. Uh, West Burlington, Notre Dame at home in that game. Other games around the area we want to chat about, and then we'll kind of talk about all of them, but or mention all of them at least. But uh, hats off to Mediapolis. They put up 82 points last week. They've had two home games. They put up a boatload of points. They've dominated two opponents. Now they go on the road. They go to Pekin on on Friday night. But Mediapolis and Brian Borison's boys, they've been just scoring points
2: in bunches. 128 points in two games. And they've only given up 21. They've outscored their opponents by 107 points. You look at what they did to Central League. 422 yards rushing, almost 470 yards passing. Blair Johnson, the quarterback, three rushing touchdowns and a touchdown pass. Riley Foster ran for 135 100, over 130 yards, three touchdowns. This is a Mediapolis team that is scary good.
0: Offensive juggernaut. Ten touchdowns on the ground. Yeah. Ten touchdowns. Which they, is different from back in
1: the days with Zach Ertz throwing <laughs> it all over the place. <laughs> right. Not Zach Ertz, but Jesse Ertz. Jesse
0: Ertz. They had five different guys score touchdowns. Two of them scored three, and then Caden Selig had two. So, man, that's just impressive to have ten touchdowns scored. There's not that much time in a game yesterday, yeah. and that's not eight-man. Eight man, you expect 82 points. This is 11-on-11. Yeah. 11 11. That's impressive for Borison's uh,
2: group. Also, for Mediapolis in the in the game against Central League, six interceptions they pulled down, 14 tackles for losses. In the last two weeks, they've had 24 tackles for losses. I mean, that's unheard of. Yeah, and, and
0: peak is and 2 Yeah, so <laughs> I think it's going to be 0-3. <laughs>
2: Look for Mediapolis to to...
1: Enjoy another Friday night on the high school football field. Um, Comanche is two and on the season. They go to North Cedar, who I believe is now 1-1, one and, one, one and right? One. Yeah, North they Cedar. They went up and that they upset um, Durant after their huge victory over Wilton. So Comanche playing good football. They beat Bellevue last week. They now go on the road. I think they've been home twice. No, first week they were probably at Northeast Goose Lake. Yeah, I think they were. They at were mid- good. So now they're on the road um, for the second time in three weeks. But hats
2: off to Comanche. Impressed with what they've been doing, and we'll see if they can continue to do it on the road. For Comanche, you start looking at things like, this is the first time we've done this, the first time we've done this. They can start taking those eraser marks to the demerits, maybe. They're 0-6 uh, all-time at North Cedar. I think they can win this game, but they have to be careful. North Cedar's got a very qu- good quarterback, Ethan Sir, who led the who led them down the field. Isn't it against, Sar? Sar, thank Sar, you. sorry yeah. Against uh, Durant, and that's how they won the game against Durant. They're a hard-hitting team. Uh, they, they really held Durant in check. So this is going to be an interesting contest. Which North Cedar will show up? The one that got waxed by Tipton 34-0 or the one that uh, showed internal grit and resolve to come back and beat Durant on the road? Internal grit.
1: That... Not external, no, internal, internal grit. I like that. Um, mid-, mid Prairie is at Wilton. Wilton bounced back nicely. Got a victory over uh, Northeast Goose Lake last week. So, Wilton is back at home. Um, Durant. Wilton ne- allowed negative two yards rushing in that game. Wow. Great defense on their part. Durant now goes on the road for the second straight week. They go up to Tipton. And suddenly, that's not a must-win by any stretch of the imagination. There are no such things as must-wins in week three of the high school football season, as we've, we've documented. But, um, boy, it would
2: be really nice to get back on track with tough tests to go on the road at Tipton. Tipton. Tipton also is sort of a Jekyll and Hyde team. They're one and one. They beat North Cedar 34-0 last week, lost to a very good vinton Shelsburg team. Tipton's uh, won't, if you will, is they can't stop the pass. Um, in their first game, uh, Ethan Zarr threw, threw for 229 yards. Last week, uh, Brooks Erickson threw for three touchdowns and 139 yards passing. Tipton's uh, p- pass defense has to get better if they're going to win. Otherwise, that won't. is going to come back and make them 1-2. And
0: Vinton-Schlisberg and is uh, 2-0. and They're obviously a pretty good football team this year as well.
1: C- Columbus Community is at Loisa-Muscatine. We also have West Liberty on the road at Anamosa. Stackpile is raising his hand. Chase
2: Cruz for... <laughs> into the, in the microphone. Just speak into the mic. You don't have to raise your hand. Chase Cruz for Loisa-Muscatine. And the Falcons were amazing against Van Buren last week. They beat them 54 to nothing. They attempted one pass wow, and got no passing yards. Uh, it was an incomplete pass. Chase Cruz, 148 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns. Hayden Calvallage was had 146 rushing yards, three touchdowns. Louisa Muscatine has only thrown for 12 yards this season in two games. Well,
0: stack them in the box and so, see if they can stop them. Yeah.
2: And Columbus... Finally got a win last week. They beat uh, GMG twenty to twelve.
1: Uh, we mentioned Minneapolis on the road
2: at Northeast Goose Lake is at Wapalo. See if Wapalo is Wapolo 2 is one and one. One and one. They lost last week to West Branch. They were up seven three on the Bears at halftime. Uh, Ricky Forts was held in uh, was held in a check. He had ninety-one yards of rushing, but sixty-three of it came on one play. And the Bears outscored the uh, Indians 21-0 in the second half. New London is
1: 2-0 in the season. They were impressive last week. They're now 2-0. Oh. They go on the road at Waco. And it's our um, uh, weekly chat about Easton Valley. Um, Mr. Stockpiles, please can rant talk, and rave about how good Eastern Valley can is. I they're really about, good.
2: Can I talk about New London for a second? No. <laughs> yes, go uh, ahead. Shea Summerfield <laughs> had 277 rushing yards and six touchdowns. In their game against Moravia, 71 to 12, getting to Easton Valley, Nate Trenkamp, 289 yards passing, four touchdowns, ran for 60. K. Jargo, 171 yards receiving, two touchdowns. They rolled past Lone Tree, 44 to 12. On the season, Trenkamp has thrown for 12 touchdowns and over, uh, and pretty close to. I would say pretty close to almost seven hundred about 650 yards of passing, and 376 and 289. Eastern Valley back at home
1: this week. They play at cent- they they host cent- Central cent- Al-Kater. Central El Cator, who's
2: 0 so 2. So it could be another big uh, week offensively for Eastern Valley. That it should be the River be. Hawks. Hey, that's week three of the high River school. River Hawks have never the, the River Hawks never won their opener. They did that never st- and obviously never started 2 and 0. They've never started 3 0. They win this week. They'll be 3 and 0 for the first time ever. Good stuff. He's Brian Stocking, Cord Cuffler, alongside
1: Matt Randazzo. We got you set for Week Three of the high school football season on the Iowa side of the river. A few reminders: make sure you check out our instant podcast. Right after the show at about midnight, we put it up on Friday night. Watch it, listen to it, then watch it, listen to it on um, Saturdays on your way to your college football games and all that kind of stuff. We will recap the week that was of the high school football season. Um, also, make sure you check out the score. We've had a lot of fun this year. Some <clears throat> really cool new segment that we call Score Talk Back, where we uh, mic up and do some live interviews with the winning coaches of some of the biggest games, some great dudes around the area. We've gotten to know them. We enjoy them, and we enjoy talking to them live, especially after they win, because they're very happy after they they get done winning um also we enjoy the mic'd ups as well last week we had a uh, um guy Derek shaving his head and kevin bowman talking about muhammad ali and quoting muhammad ali so a lot of good stuff there so it's been a great week on the or about great season so far on the score we hope you tune in and, and watch it um Fridays at 1030, and I don't know if I've mentioned this a million and a half times, but it's the only half-hour high school sports show in town. Did you know that, Stock? Uh, I think I found that out. <laughs> yeah, I kind of beat that like a dead horse. So. But anyways, um, it's a lot of fun. Make sure you guys join us. We will see you Friday night at 1030 on The Score.
0: Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered Internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go.